Hey y'all, this is your host, Elise Robinson, with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. I hope these stories will inspire you to switch careers. I was an auditor in my past life, and now I'm in tech. And let's get to it. We are Switch Into Tech, tech resources to accelerate your career in information technology. Monthly classes on tech topics. We offer free or discounted exam vouchers, scholarships, free Udemy courses, free events, free boot camps, and more. You can find us at www.switchintotech.org. Hey, y'all, this is Elise Robinson with the Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. Today we have Nakia. You can start us off with, you know, what your old career was and what you're doing now. Most definitely. So I started off in property management. I was definitely in the residential leasing area and marketing for most of my career. I hopped around a bit, wore a few different hats and sales jobs, but a lot of was always customer focused, customer face um, like industry that I was always in. If it wasn't a call center, it was definitely a leasing office or some sales or some customer focused thinking like job. Um, but like a little bit about me and like where I'm at now with this career switch, I'm now making my career into art direction and advertising just because I've always had this interest, this creative interest and creative passion to do something a little bit more bigger than myself. And I feel like advertising was a really good start to kind of navigate and figure out who I am just as a creative and where I can actually end up in eventually. So it's really like, it's still an exploration process, to be honest. All right. And what did you want to be when you grew up? I have wanted to be a lot of things, but I always remember wanting to be an astronaut. I'm really big on the solar system. I was always fascinated by outer space. I have NASA alerts set up on my phone still at the age that I am just to see like what's what what cosmic events are happening. Is the moon going to be pink tonight? Like what's happened? Like I just love I just love astrology. I love the outer space and just what's out there. It, again, blows my mind just because it's like, how did we end up here? Don't even get me started on how heady I can get with that. But as a kid, I was just definitely into science and outer space. That was definitely my vibe. I don't know if Colorado has, a, I'm going to call it a dormitory. Um, observatory. Observatory. There we go. Observatory. <laughs> they should. I don't know if they do I'm either. Getting they old. No. <laughs> I'm getting old. But um, observatory. I went to one that's in Arizona. It's called... Kit Peak. I think it's either Kit's Peak or Kit Peak. Oh, I had a time of my life. I looked at Mars and the moon and some stars and you go up this dark place because, you know, you can't have light. So they keep it very pitch black. And I was terrified because I had I drove a little Prius at the time and I thought I was going to fall off the cliff. And oh, but you you have to go to observatory at least once in your life um, if you love astronomy. Um, I don't really care for it, but, you know, I'm like, OK, I know it exists out there. I won't look at it. But, um, but yes, you must, um, I mean, they might have one at, you know, one of the colleges there too, but, um, you, you have to go, you gotta go. <laughs> it's free too. It's free. I did it all for free and they have, they have overnight trips that you can do, which I think is like a couple of dollars and stuff like that. Like I didn't do all that. Um, and they said it was going to be cold, but it ended up being to like 80 something degrees. So I had all this thermals on and Ugg boots and stuff. And I was, I was drenched in sweat by the time I was done, but, um, cause it's supposed to be cold up there, but, but yeah, you, you gotta go if you love astronomy. <laughs> um, let's see. 
what was the catalyst that made you change your career? I would say that I went to school for graphic design. So I always had a very like creative, like I always wanted to do something creative. I always had that passion. And then the pandemic happened and I really had time to sit with myself and kind of explore what I wanted to do and outside of that. It just really gave me time to really sit with Nakia and figure out, hey, do you like this? Or where do you see yourself in five years? I really like had time to plan out a, plan out a goal. And doing so, I was able to take classes and workshops and things that interested me. I did like clay. I did virtual shops and like how to play with like different programs within Adobe, Figma and things like that. And then he eventually received a scholarship opportunity uh, to go to Portfolio School for Art Direction. It was like, it almost felt like fate. Like I said, again, the stars aligned and it just kind of happened for me. It was really beautiful. Man, when you say the stars align, yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you know, we, we've already had the conversation, but, you know, when I moved to Mexico and it's like everything just aligned and it just felt so right. And I didn't, you know, except for me being lost that one day. But after that, like, it was cool. Like, I didn't have any problems, you know what I'm saying? And everything just just went so smoothly and, and cool, you know what I'm saying? So I just felt like this is where I was supposed to be in this moment. And then I don't know about you, but I've seen little signs and symbols along the way. Like I told you, I'm originally from Sacramento. I seen a sign that says Sacramento, like the cross streets were literally Sacramento, California. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's a sign, you know? So, you know, like, you, you know, if you believe in, you know, whatever you believe in, like the universe will come together when, when you're on the right path to, you know, get you to where you need to be. So I'm a firm believer of what's meant to be will be. That's and exactly. Outside of that, um, what? Well, you you did talk about what made you interested in that, but what what what? Uh, all things come out of cost, you know. What did it cost you along the way? And did you have support from your family? Did they think you were crazy? I mean, you know, property management that's a that's a decent career, I would think. Um, I know sometimes you get like free rent and stuff. Like you want to give up your free rent. <laughs> Free rent, and then I mean, outside of that, people going people gonna lease. You know what I'm saying? So that that's going nowhere. So you know, did it come at a cost? Did your family think you were crazy? Oh my gosh! So I did sacrifice a lot. I have actually a funny story. Of just like how I even just along the way, I was definitely again putting on many hats. I thought I wanted to do psychology. I thought I wanted to do like nursing and help people. So throughout this whole process of 2020 and like trying to navigate what I wanted to do, my mom was definitely rooting for me. No matter if I wanted to say I want to join the circus, she probably would have been like, "I got you, girl." Like, <laughs> where do we need to go? You know, my mom was definitely my all star, like cheerleader. And I definitely would not have been able to do any of it without her. Um, but as just as a, as a sacrifice, again, I, as I told you, I moved to LA and that was a very exciting journey for me, even though pandemic happened in, in between that, I really found myself there. And I really loved that I was able to kind of come into the person that I feel like I am today and have grown into just for the simple fact that I got this opportunity and I, Denver was never on my list. It was a full ride scholarship. Denver was never on my list to go to, but I was like, I'll never get this opportunity again. And I feel like I have to say yes to this. So very happy in LA, was very scared to make the jump to Denver. But again, my mom was so supportive. She flew out, packed the U-Haul with me. We took a nice little road trip from LA to Denver. It was beautiful. 
And it was a really fun experience and bonding experience with my mom, of course. Um, but then when I was here in Denver just by myself, it was just like, I don't know anybody here and I feel a little bit out of place. And did I make the right choices? And should I go back to LA? And it was a lot of second guessing. And then um, as I kept getting, and I guess, acclimated into like Denver and the program that I was in with the scholarship, it all started to make sense. And I was like, I am in the right place. I did make the right decision. There's definitely struggles that I'm having to deal with, but I didn't. I always focused that I had this opportunity and I wasn't going to get anywhere else. So it was really nice to just kind of enjoy that process. It was a little turbulent, but I enjoyed it. Okay. You will find yourself in LA. I can attest. <laughs> I can attest. I had the time of my life in LA and that was the first time I was like single. So like I was, you know, dating and, you know, finding myself and, you know, I was like, in a, a real that was like the first time I was like in a real career and I actually had to work <laughs> and so you know that was the first time I I I didn't know I didn't know LA had subways so I'm on the subway you know I'm on the bus I'm in Hollyweird and I'm I'm everywhere so I'm I'm, I'm living it up so I I can totally attest to LA I, I've missed in LA I do <laughs> but it's so expensive it's so so expensive like I don't know how people do it um but Tell people what the process was for the scholarship, number one, and tell people what a full-ride scholarship is, because I think there's a lot of people out there that don't understand what that entails. Yeah, most definitely. So just in line of getting the scholarship in general, like I said, I was taking a lot of design classes online during COVID. Everything was virtual. So even though I was working full-time after work, I would come home and I would be doing my little graphic design classes and doing my little workshops. And my instructor, as well as a previous classmate of mine, told me about advertising and how to get into it. And I was like, I never knew how to get into that. Like, I think as Black people, we don't get the insider scoop on a lot of things. And that's probably why there is such a very, like, low number of us in some of these corporate spaces. We just don't know, like, how to navigate it. And thankfully, I had an instructor and a previous classmate kind of help navigate me towards that and send me a whole bunch of portfolio schools. That is where you would need to start with this type of career is you want to get a portfolio. You need to show your work and be able to showcase how you concept, how you bring out insights. And so with my instructor and, of course, another peer helping me, I was able to find a scholarship that actually catered to Black creatives and if you applied, you got, if you applied and got accepted, you got a full ride scholarship. You did not have to pay for anything. All I had to do was bring my tail to Denver. Um, it did not include, <clears throat> excuse me, the scholarship did not include like housing or anything. So that was a bit of a struggle for me. It was just like, okay, I have to go to Denver. This is also a full-time program. How am I going to like make my living situation work? Um, so they did have some resources and you could do roommates and things like that. But I do wish that the scholarship, I know you talked about like a full ride. It was strictly just the tuition. I had to come up with everything else as far as like living, where I was going to live, how I was going to get to school. There was no like dorm situation and things like that. So I would say like with the full ride and like how to do that, definitely obviously talk to people and just do your research and make sure that you're, I, when I went onto the website of the portfolio school, I looked at all the students that had gone there previously. I had only seen one black girl um, on the website and I was like, I need to get her insight and her POV of this place. Reached out to her and lo and behold, we went to the same high school, which again, I felt like stars aligned. And it was like, oh, 
I went to the same high school as this girl. I, of course, I graduated way before her, but the fact that we weren't from the small little stupid town in Georgia, and again, it was just stars aligned and fate was just like, go ahead and do this. So I think definitely networking, putting yourself out there and letting people know what you're interested in. You have to definitely talk to people and talk it up and share what you want to do. I think sometimes I was a little insecure because I wasn't sure on how to talk to people and tell them what I did since I didn't have the work to necessarily show what I wanted to do. So I'm glad that I took that initiative to just take courses and workshops. And then that just obviously opened doors for other things. Gotcha. Um, just FYI, people, there are full ride scholarships that pay for everything. Like they, they send you a plane ticket. They send you the, the housing. They give you a stipend to live on, all that good stuff. So there's <clears throat> full ride is kind of uh, iffy. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you can get one of those, then you, you've really made it. Um, there's another thing I want to touch on was um, reaching out to people. You know, um, that is so underrated. People, you know, my, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite models is closed mouths don't get fed. And, you know, you can't be scared of a no too, you know, just because it's no today doesn't mean that it might be no tomorrow. Um, and yeah, don't be scared to, you know, reach out to someone and say, Hey, like, I, I, I want to know how you, how you got here and how you did that, you know, and most people will be open, open to it. You know, most people will really be open to it. So, um, you know, don't, don't be scared to, to ask questions to someone, but I mean, there's, there's a way to do it. <laughs> And try to do a little bit of research on your own before you reach out to people because, you know, someone reaches out to me, hey, I, I want to get in tech. Okay, well, tech don't, tech don't mean nothing, you know, like there's 50 different languages just for software engineering. So try to narrow it down to a couple of different things, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, next question. Um, you touched on the process. Okay. Um, let's see. What are some of the traits that you think someone would be successful? Like, what do you need to be in advertising? You talked about the portfolio. Um, is there like a certain kind of way? Do you need a website? You know, what, what do you need to do? Yeah, I mean, we live in a digital world, so definitely important to have a website. And it also is important for that to be on the computer in mobile. Everybody's on their phones. So if you're going to like, obviously reach out to someone and talk to them, whether it's via email, LinkedIn, you want to be able to, you have that link and they're probably on their phone if they're, if you're sending something through LinkedIn. So just make sure you have your site kind of set up for the way that person is going to view it. Um, and then like with my portfolio and just like the traits that you outside of just portfolio, the other traits that you would need, I would say it has a lot to do with your personality. Um, I know that that's a little bit cliche in a way, but it really does go far again with networking and connecting with people. People want to talk to people that are enthusiastic. People want to, and people also love talking about themselves. <clears throat> so just really reaching out and being like, can you tell me how you got here? People love talking about themselves. So you just like, even in, just inserting that, um, being able to, I think, network and also just be your authentic self throughout the process. If you don't understand necessarily the the way the career is set up. I remember emailing people and being like, you know, this is a career switch for me, or I'm making a, I'm actually making a career switch right now. I know I'm kind of going into this male dominated like industry. Can you tell me your perspective as a woman or as a woman of color? And they will be so happy and ready to just 
share their knowledge, connect you with other people. Just by me reaching out to one people, I was connected with 10 others. So it's just like that one person and just being yourself and being honest as to why you're reaching out. It's not reaching out for a job. I'm really just wanting to know your perspective. They take to that. And again, that, authentic, that authenticity is very important. And just that personality of being yourself goes a very long way. I would also say you have to also want to know, obviously, you know, have to have like some design skills as well. You have to know how to navigate these programs. But again, that's why I took classes. You can take classes at a community college where it's really, really cheap to just like go in and do a little course on Adobe Photoshop. The next semester, go in and do a course on Illustrator. Just those basic Adobe programs is going to kind of get you in the door and help you navigate how to use those programs and then showcase your work. Um, but if you don't have work to show, again, it's really just your personality and showing that you really are enthusiastic and want to learn something. Right. Um, one thing I find and one thing I hate in tech is the the whole showing thing. Um, I, I I would liking advertising to like maybe UI, UX design to an extent because I talked to a woman and she was like, yeah, I have to have a portfolio and, you know, people still and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God. Because um, in tech, you know, they want to do, um, there was one I did a, a presentation. Oh my gosh, is my computer trying to die on me? Let me see. Yeah, it is. It's plugged in though. Nope. <laughs> um they had me do a presentation and it was, it was horrible because like I only had like one day to pre prepare and I'm like, you know, so, you know, these, these jumping through hoops is really, really crazy to me. Um, it's like, do you want people or not? You know, that's why I tell them nobody wants to work though, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's another reason why I wanted to do the podcast is because like you were saying earlier is that I think a lot of people, you know, more so Black people don't know about these careers. I mean, the career that I was in at, at, at Microsoft was was in the cloud, and that didn't exist 15 years ago. So there's there's all types of new careers that ex that exist now too, and that's another reason why I want to do it. I mean, there was a, a manufacturing scientist, and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I had on the podcast. Now he's a process engineer. So you know, they didn't talk about that in school. So you know, so things like that. So yeah, advertising is cool. I mean, that's something that I did hear about when I was a kid, but you know, what, what does that mean exactly? You know, are you, are you creating like the Oreo cookie commercial or, you know, are you designing the, the, um, you know, Kellogg's box or what, what is it? <laughs> so, you know, um, what are some of the subsets, um, the subfields of, of advertising? Let me, let me fix this. <laughs> Oh, you can go ahead. I'm, I'm asking you what are some of the fields why I plug my computer in because it's like dying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, um, there's a lot that you can do. I feel like in the creative space, you have obviously where I, the track I went towards, which was the art direction, which is definitely more of the look and feel and visual kind of how you're visually telling a story. So yeah, the commercials, that Kellogg's box, um, when you think of like Dove campaigns, when you think of like Olympics, Super Bowl's coming up, advertising is really huge on that. Um, it's like the busiest day in advertising, I think. But with that, you also have not just the creative aspect, you have strategy, you have the researching, you have to kind of know who your audience is and know who you're talking to and who you're trying to capture. You also have to have a copywriter, somebody who can actually, whatever your visuals are saying, the copy 
or the writing actually correlates and connects that visually as well. So it's a lot of little subsets you can do in that, but also there's production. If you like video, you can just go into the production side of advertising. If you like script writing, you can just go into the writing side. If you like experiential, like concerts and doing li live events, there's an experiential side of advertising. It's not all just this commercial shoot or these photo shoots. There's a lot of different dynamics within that. Um, but I think it all just starts with, you have to have an idea, you have to want to be creative and you also have to want to like have these big ways of thinking. And obviously it's really hard to like come up with ideas just in the simple fact, a lot of ideas have already been thought of. So the challenge of it is how can I take an idea maybe that's already been thought of and make it even bigger or make it, show it in a perspective that people didn't see before. So a lot of it is like sometimes recycling or just coming into your own inspiration, your own perspective or your own experiences and being able to tell that story. I think for me as a black woman, I wanna be able to speak to what I'm able to relate to. A lot of the things that I think companies miss is our perspective, especially as black women. And I wanna be able to be that voice, but it's also scary because there's so many ways companies can go left and you don't wanna be that black person in the room who let a campaign get that bad or get that far and it's like ill who was in the who was in the room for this so so excuse me so i think it's definitely going into just having big ideas wanting to explore but then also again you can go in any if you like to write if you like to journal if you like to write poetry you can probably go into advertising if you like to make logos you can go into adver advertising if you like making package designs and kind of making people remember the product that you're actually producing, go into advertising. Um, I think it's a nice start. And then you can find your way, of course, into experiential and all those other aspects of production and things too. Definitely. Um, there was someone on Twitter and they were talking about um, the new society of forcing you to have to have a cell phone and use it. And I was like, yeah, that's like something that's, I don't want to say only in America because there's other countries, but you know, I've lived other places and it's like, yeah, no, people still physically go pay their bills. You know what I'm saying? With cash, you know, um, I used to be scared because I would go pay my rent in cash. I literally would go to the bank and pay my rent in cash. And it's like, you don't have to do that if you don't want to in the States. And so one thing that the Twitter person was saying, I said was that, you know, yeah, that's like an American problem. And, uh, you know, and they, and they said, for now. And I'm like, mm, no, not for now because of the racism and the sexism that goes along with things. That prevents a lot, a lot of change. So when you say that, you know, there's, there's no, no people that look like me in the room, yeah, because, you know, of, of these concerns and it prevents a lot of change. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future with these things, um, but uh, something has to give in order for, you know, that that push to happen, if, if you want it to happen, you know, if you want it to happen. Otherwise, it, it'll never happen because of the isms. <laughs> so, Absolutely. you know, I, I don't hold my breath on a lot of things that they say are going to happen because of the isms. <laughs> so... So yeah, it always cracks me up when people are like, yeah, we're going to go here. No, we're not because of the isms. <laughs> but um, 
Outside of that last question, what will you tell someone just in general that wants to change their career? I think it definitely is important to really sit with yourself and you have to, I, for me, this is just coming from my own perspective, for me and making my career switch, I really had to sit with myself and think about where I envisioned myself in five and 10 years. Did I see myself in the same position and role that I was currently in? And I think if the answer is, the answer is no, then that's when you can start exploring what some of your other interests are. Um, and like I said, I took workshops and other classes to kind of get my brain rewired into thinking more creatively because I wasn't doing that in property management. Um, so I think knowing yourself, sitting with yourself and kind of, again, navigating, like, where do I want to be in 10 years? Where do I want to be in five years? And then once you do that, obviously explore your interests. I, I think LA was a great place for me to do that. I, even though the pandemic was there, I was able to go outside, explore, talk to different people. I was living in Koreatown, going downtown, living just going and exploring whatever was around me just because I had access to it. And I know not everybody has that. So that's why I always, I'm really big on just sitting with yourself, no matter where you are, it doesn't have to be this beautiful city like LA necessarily, but definitely sitting with yourself and knowing who you are as a person, where you see yourself going. And then also you do, I think it really is important to have a support group. Don't just keep it to yourself that you want to make a career switch. Tell other people you want to do that too, because by telling other people, you have support one and you have people excited for this for you so that you have people rooting for you which gives you confidence to make the move and then also you just never know who you meet along that way of making that career change um so i would say those are the two most important things and obviously just once you do make that career switch i think it's important to just still be yourself and be open to learning because it's not i still have so much to learn um it's still a very new thing for me but you have to be open to change and enjoy that process all right, you heard it from Nakia. Thank you, Nakia. Um, tell people where to find you. You got your portfolio website out there yet? <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, you can find me at nikiamarie.com. That's N-I-K-E-I-A, marie.com. It's where all my um, student work and what I did while I was in portfolio school. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram at solokey. That's S-O-L-O-K-E-I. Um, that's probably the two platforms I'm going to be like mainly on is like my website, emails and things like that. All right. Y'all heard it from Nakia first. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course on YouTube if you're watching us. So thanks again. Um, until next time, um, nobody wants to work though. Thank you.